Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Yeah, if I'm going to get bad news, I want it from him because he's very handsome. Dr. Irwin Redletter joins us now. MSNBC medical expert. Dr. Irwin Redletter. He became Dr. Doom. Dr. Irwin Redletter is the founding director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness and senior research scholar. Good morning, Dr. Doom. Good morning, Stephanie. <laughs> um, so, I good point, by the way. You said enough. DeSantis, Abbott, and other electeds, in my opinion, are responsible for the deaths of thousands because of willful disregard of life-saving measures to stop the spread of COVID. They must be legally held accountable. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. What response have you gotten thus far? Well, I've spoken to some legal scholars at the Columbia Law School and other places, and they were exploring it right now, but I haven't really gotten yet lawyers popping up in ohio texas and florida which is really what i would like to see yeah well i i love yesterday ron DeSantis. uh he's obviously done nothing but politicize masks and this virus so yesterday he laments the politicization of fat face masks <laughs> he said i don't know how why the masks have politics around it i don't that's so hard to figure out um let the parent make the decision what's best for their kids if you want to do masks, do it if you don't don't that's fine that is so anti-science as you eat your, obviously, your oatmeal, which is good for your cholesterol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is so anti-science. That's the whole point of masking is everyone has to do it, right? It's not just like if you feel like it. That's okay. We have to get away from this notion that making decisions that help stop the spread of COVID is somehow a personal decision. Yeah. You know, it's like my body, my. this is not about abortion rights. This is about the need to, to protect our entire society from COVID. And we got tools. The tools are masking, vaccines, separation, and anything else that we need to do to keep it from spreading. It's not about you folks only. And by the way, it is part of that, but you know, we got a bigger responsibility than just yeah. ourselves. And thank God the law has shot him down, right? The, they've, the, the courts have ruled against his uh, bans and, and uh, penalizing the school district. I mean, somebody tweeted he's literally selling anti-mask merchandise. Don't Fauci my Florida and all yeah. that. I mean, talk about who's politicized this more than Ron DeSantis. And this, Doc, as a pediatrician, I mean, 
This is, okay, about 252,000 new coronavirus cases were reported, reported among children last week. This marks the, the, number, the largest number of new pediatric COVID cases in a single week since the pandemic began. And it comes right as millions of kids are heading back to school. So that was yeah. over almost 9,000 new pediatric cases reported during the week of June 24th. Um, the highest spike, of course, uh, in Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, among the states that saw the highest number of new cases. I mean, this is just not hard to figure out anymore, is it? It is all the, the states with low vaccination rates. Yeah. Yeah, so here's the message. If you live in a state or a community with few people being vaccinated and nobody required to wear a mask, you are going to be in the you know, bullseye of this crazy uh, virus, and especially the Delta variant, and it's coming after you. That That's what it is. And, um, you know, I feel sorry for people who care about all these public health measures who do live in Texas or Florida or Ohio because they are they are being affected. They're being threatened by the people who don't comply with those basic recommendations, especially getting vaccinated. I was reading, I just mentioned this one tweet. Uh, the, in March, Idaho parents encouraged kids to burn masks on the Capitol steps. Do you remember those scenes? Well, now hospitals in Idaho are in crisis mode rationing care. Fauci just said we're perilously close to officials needing to make choices about who gets an ICU bed and who doesn't. 80% of ICU beds um, across the country are in use, um, with obviously higher in, in low vaccination areas. I mean, it, it's... We, we were just, I was reading, that, which we knew this was going to happen. The Sturgis motorcycle event produced a 600% surge in COVID-19 cases. Yeah. I mean, Doc, you must just, when you watch these full stadiums, no vaccination required, no masking required, these full college stadiums full. I, I, I mean, it just, it, I, don't, I can't imagine how you, it makes you feel to see these Well, things. you know, I, you, you may be hearing a little more anger in my voice and tone today, Steph. I, I think this is happening throughout the medical and public health community. We're like, yeah. we're in disbelief. We're disgusted that we can't get a handle on this. These are hospital admissions, ICU admissions, and deaths that are essentially avoidable, preventable. And it's very, very difficult to deal with for docs. I used to run a, a pediatric ICU in the beginning of my career. And it is, it is an unbelievable stress if your ICU is filled up and you can't take the next patient from the emergency room. So now we have this happening wholesale everywhere in hospital after hospital. And it's a horrifying thing. We have nurses who are so demoralized and overworked that they're quitting in droves. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is a crisis um, in formation right now that's getting worse and worse by the day, Steph. I said yesterday, do people not realize we have worked four times the number we were a year ago before we had the vaccine. I mean, it is, uh, you tried to warn, you said, don't let your guard down this Labor Day. Weather beautiful, but COVID's raging and super dangerous. Big gatherings, no masks, remain a threat. Too many unvaccinated, including kids. Breakthroughs a problem, so sorry to say. Um, yeah, I, I guess, okay. I mean, we're out here in L.A., I don't know if you heard, we're doing our part. L.A. just is, yep. today, mm -hmm. will vote to mandate a vaccine for kids 12 and over in school. Yep. Um, do yep. you think that will hopefully start a wave across the country? I hope so. But, you know, it's not like uh, somebody does something or a state enacts some particular regulation that suddenly gets picked up like, uh, you know, like it's spreading throughout the country. I think there's still a lot of work to do. And I think people keep 
should keep pointing to examples like LA and say and say they did it. Why don't we do it? And um, hopefully that'll happen. And by the way, I think there's a lot bigger role now for parents to become advocates and not just for their own kids, but for all children, because the governments are not doing it. So I'd love to see a big rising up of parents who are demanding that schools and states and local jurisdictions do the right thing when it comes to preventing COVID spread. Yeah. Doc, um, I hate to, I hate to, you know, it's a Dr. Doom segment. I hate to veer <laughs> into the good news, but you know, it really does seem like there, it's a good news, bad news sort of scenario. I, let me, first of all, let me ask you what you think we're going to hear today from the president. I, we were saying it seemed like Jen Psaki teased. I was like, are they going to rule the FAA going to rule on airplanes? A vaccine mandate? Cause that would be fantastic. She seemed like, you know, she, she, I mean, she didn't say that for sure. But it sounded like, I mean, what is there anything you think we're going to hear tonight that would surprise you? Well, one of the things is they're going to, I think for sure, there's going to be a, they're going to find every single individual that works for or is contracted by the government and say, they've already, already started doing this. You must be vaccinated. Otherwise, you're not working here. You, you know, you're yeah. going to be dismissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that goes for contractors as well as regular employees, as I was saying. And, and I think we'll see more. Uh, enforceable actions in uh, transportation hubs uh, and other things. But basically, this is going to be the president imploring people to get vaccinated uh, for their good and for the good of the country. But, you know, this has been happening now for many months and we're making some slow progress, but we still have tens of millions of people who remain unvaccinated. And uh, we'll see. But these next few months are going to be critical until... All children are uh, eligible to be vaccinated, which is coming. Um, And until there's a lot more enforceable action in the States, Stephanie. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So, Doc, we were talking about the good news study, particularly the three of us, Chris, Travis, and I, who've had COVID Uh and gotten two mRNA shots. But, you know, all these new studies are finding like what they're calling superhuman immunity in, in people like that. I mean, I'm starting to rethink like, oh, do I have better protection than I thought I did? Again, not to be, I mean, we're still being safe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but I, but this story that everybody's talking about, I just wanted to get your take on the, in the New York Times, one in 5,000. So the CDC reported a terrifying fact in July. Again, this is science. It's evolving, as we know. Yeah. The people with, uh, vaccinated people with the Delta variant um, carried roughly the same viral load in their noses and throats as unvaccinated people. In recent weeks, however, more data has become available to suggest the tour picture is less alarming. Yes, Delta has increased the chances of getting COVID for almost everyone, but if you're vaccinated, the COVID infection is still uncommon, and those in hot with those high viral loads are not as worrisome as they initially sounded. How small are the chances of the average vaccinated American contracting COVID? Probably about one in 5,000 per day and even lower for people who take precautions or live in a highly vaccinated area. So they're saying where you are, Doc, like in the Northeast, as well as Chicago, L.A., San Francisco areas, the chances are more like one in 10,000. 
right. places right that are more uh, vaccinated. That's probably true, but I think it's worth pointing out, Stephanie, and uh, that that um, these are snapshots of a particular day with particular amounts of data. What we've learned, if nothing else, about uh, about uh, coronavirus is that it mutates like crazy. We don't know. Yeah. Right now, we're dealing with almost entirely the Delta variant of uh, coronavirus. Uh, will that change? I don't know. But I think people could feel good if they've gotten vaccinated, if they've gotten both doses of mRNA or the J&J single-dose vaccine, uh, eventually they're going to need to get a booster shot. I believe that. But if that is the case, even if you have a lot of virus, uh, you're carrying a lot of virus in your nasal cavities and in your throat, uh, the the vaccinated people have a greater ability to keep that from spreading to vital organs and right. from you getting very sick or need to go to the hospital. Right. So that the good was, news is yeah. the vaccines work. Right. Well, that I mean, this is what I'm the main thing I took from the story. They're saying the infection rates in the least vaccinated states are about four times as high as in the most vaccinated states. Again, yeah. going to your point, it's just vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. Um, but this part, if the entire country had received shots at the same rate as the Northeast or California, uh, the current Delta wave would be a small fraction of its current size. As we all know, Delta is a problem. New York Times writes vaccine hesitancy is a bigger problem. Um, but that what you just said, I think, is really key. Let's just go over it again. Even when the size of the viral loads are similar, the virus behaves differently in the noses and throats of the vaccinated. Right. Uh, in an unvaccinated yes. person, a viral load is akin to an enemy facing uh, little resistance. In a vaccinated person, the human immune system launches a powerful response, tends to prevail quickly, often before the host body gets sick or infects others, um, that the viral loads were initially similar in size can end up being irrelevant. So because what this goes to, Doc, I just want to skip to the end because... Um, Right. One doctor said even with Delta, the overall risk for the vaccinated remain extremely small. She said the messaging over the last month in the U.S. has basically served to terrify the vaccinated and make the unvaccinated eligible adults doubt the effectiveness of the vaccines. Neither of those views is warranted, is what she said. So I think that's important because the breakthrough cases has made the vaccine hesitant, in some cases even more vaccine hesitant. And the fact is, it, it is incredibly powerful, these vaccines, aren't they? They're extremely powerful, they're extremely effective, and they're very safe. Uh, so the vaccine hesitant or the resistant uh, need to reevaluate their positions now. And, um, and I think the data that you're citing is actually very encouraging. It says, yeah, like we just were talking about, you may carry the virus, but the chance of you having to go to the hospital are virtually nil. It's It's an incredibly... Yeah. Uh, small likelihood, and I think people ought to pay attention to that. Yeah, well, this is in a new ABC News Washington Post poll. Nearly half of adults judge their risk of getting sick from coronavirus as either moderate or high, even though 75% of adults have received at least one shot. In reality, the risk of getting any version of virus remains small for the vaccinated, and the risk of getting bad, badly sick remain minuscule, as you just said. But I think we need to just keep pushing that out there, right, because that's... Uh, you know, and I, I take it from, you know, that it has made me basically go back into lockdown. All the stuff we've heard about the Delta variant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, anyway. and things are changing, which is the other point I'm making. But I think whatever whatever's been changing, and one of the things that's been changing is that the immune protection may not last as long as we initial, initially thought. And the fix for that is we're going to get a booster shot. Once that happens and we're able to vaccinate all children, we'll be living in a different world, which is yeah. so enticing. Yeah. It's so important. And I, and I think 
it's very one of the I guess the big difficulty now is the truly vaccine resistant have been impervious to these arguments. For some reason, they're not getting it, and they'd rather believe BS on the internet uh, yeah. than the messages from medical and health public health professionals. Yep. All right, Doc. Um, by the way, home tests, yes or no? I heard a segment on MSNBC <laughs> saying yes. Should we get the home tests, the twenty twenty five buck ones for the show? Are they worth it or too too much a risk of positive or, or false positive or false negative results? You know, the the tests, the home test kits or the um, or the rapid tests that are out there, some of them are way better than others. And the data is not really encouraging. I, I think it's something to do. And uh, but there are there are false positives and false negatives. And people need to be careful. And really, the best is, are the PCR tests that people get in okay. the official Okay. Testing sex. All right. Love you, Dr. Doom. We're way long as usual. Thanks, thank Doc. you. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.